0: And good afternoon GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Networks. South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg and Kerrville, Uvalde and right here in good old San Antonio. We are thankful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Joining me today is my wonderful co-host Alexandra Kubabatu, aka Alex K.
1: Thank you so much, Sean, and hello folks. I'm so happy to see you today. And um yes, I'm- in your live and local program, we try bringing you various and informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And today, we're excited to speak with to Father Jason Lay Johnson Johnson <laughs> Lay. <laughs> My eyes are we playing don't want an absolution
0: from us, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly, I know Maya's playing tricks on me here. Uh, Father Johnson Lay, parish administrator for Saint Anne Catholic Church in Lavergne, just east of San Antonio, and uh, we all um, have a chance to get to know more about him. And he's also going to talk to us about one of the lesser-known titles of Our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Lavang. And there's a great deal of devotion to Our Lady of the Vang, especially amongst Catholics of Vietnam and Catholics of Vietnamese heritage here in the United States.
0: Wow, you know, all that does sound very interesting. Uh, We've actually been trying to... you know, plan this for a couple of weeks now. Uh, when Father uh, Lay had discussed this with me, uh, actually at the you know kickball and clerics uh, competition. Oh, okay, uh, okay. yeah. Father Lay is actually pretty, uh, you know, he's pretty athletic too. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but uh, you know, so he, he brought this idea to me, and I found it you know very, uh, very interesting. And what better time than now, in the month of May, uh, yes. in the month of our Blessed Mother, to really discover and and get to know uh, you know about our Blessed Mother even more so, um, and of of course, uh, under titles that you know are lesser known. So I, I am very excited to get that conversation started. Uh, but before we do that, yes. uh, of course, all that sounds great. But before we do that, you know, let's get today's program started the way we should do all things, and of course, and that is in prayer. So wherever you might be, pray along and meditate on these words with us. Uh, pray for God's grace uh, to you know make His will known to you. Uh, and even more so you know for the grace to accomplish and do that will so please join me in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen oh jesus divine master i thank and bless your most merciful heart for having given us mary most holy as our mother teacher and queen from the cross you placed us you placed us all in her hands you gave her a great heart much wisdom and immense power May all mankind know her and pray to her. May all permit themselves to be led by her to you, the Savior of mankind. I place myself in her hands as you placed yourself. With this mother, I want to live now in the hour of my death and for all eternity. Amen. St. John Baptiste Rossi. Pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the Virgin.
1: Pray for us.
0: Mary, Virgin Most Powerful for us. Amen in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, as I was um you yes. know just imploring uh, his intercession, Saint John Baptiste de Rossi, mm-hmm. uh today happens to be the feast day of Saint John Baptiste de Rossi. Uh now Saint John Baptiste de Rossi uh is also known or as Giovanni Battista de Rossi and was born February twenty second, sixteen ninety eight, in Voltaggio, Italy. He was the fourth child of Charles de Rossi and Francis Anfonsi. He studied philosophy and theology under the Dominicans at the Dominican College of St. Thomas. His desire to grow in holiness sometimes led himself uh, into going overboard in his practices of voluntary mortification, and his austerity nearly ruined his health. He also began to have fits of epilepsy. He struggled with these for the rest of his life he devoted himself to serving Rome's sick, homeless, and prostitutes. He would visit the sick and poor in the hospitals by day, and by night he ministered to the street people. He reached out to assist homeless women and helped establish a hospice for them near St. Gala. He also aided prisoners and workers.
1: Yes, and in uh, 1738, um, John became dangerously ill, and he was sent to... Um, Sevilla Castellana to regain his health, and while he was there, um, the bishop residing in that location pushed him to hear confessions, and uh, John became the quote-unquote apostle of the abandoned, and he became known as a second Philip Neri, a hunter of souls. He preached five to six times a day in all kinds of places, including churches, hospitals, and prisons. And he was also known for his strong devotion to St. Aliosus Gonzaga. John died in on May 23rd, 1764 in his bedroom in uh, Trinita de Pellegrini. And uh, St. John Baptist de Rossi was beatified on May 13th, 1860. By Pope Pius IX and canonized on December eighth, eighteen eighty one, by Pope Leo the Thirteenth.
0: Amen. Wow, you know what a very interesting story, and I think uh, we've discussed this on the program before. uh, How beautiful it is that we have this communion of saints, you know, in heaven, in the presence of our God, um, you know, praying for us. I know
1: we have our spiritual friends that we can identify with. Yeah. And who can help lead us along the way? I mean, I think I've mentioned before, early on, um, that you know my special friends are my Carmelite um, uh, brothers and sisters, Saint Saint John of the Cross, Saint Teresa of Avila, Saint Teresa of Lisieux. And where do I fit in there, Alex? <laughs> well, you're not dead yet, so you, you can't be my spiritual saint friend. <laughs> but um, I'll consider it once you got it. Hey, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, you know. And uh, one thing that's so beautiful, of course, is you know we we've mentioned before that um, you know saints aren't you know these you know the, these characters that lived in this far off land and yes. that they're they're not attainable or uh, tangible. Let's yes. say, uh-huh. um, uh, although. You know, there are our, our older brothers and sisters in the faith. I mean, uh, we take a look at, you know, St. John, uh, of course, and he, you know, he is an 18th century, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, saint, so to speak. Um, well, he was beatified and canonized yes. in the 19th century, but he lived uh, you know, within the 18th century. I mean, so really in, in the span of eternity and in the span of, you know, the, the church, uh, you know, not very long. Uh, yeah. At, at yeah. All. It's like just <laughs> so, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know, I am, uh, you know, interested too. If you've got a favorite saint that you'd like to discuss and highlight on the program, you know, let us know. Uh, you can contact, uh, you know, me here at Sean at grn com. That's S H A U N at grnonline.com. So let's get caught up on some of the things that took place uh, over this weekend and some of the things that are coming up. Uh, First, I want to lead off with uh, the summer charathon, the GRN Guadalupe Radio Network Summer Share-a-thon with the theme of Eucharistic Revival uh, kicks off on June seventh. So uh two weeks from tomorrow actually, uh and we'll run through the tenth. Mm-hmm. Um you know this is gonna be the time where uh you can help participate in our mission to help you know to keep. Catholic Radio on the air, uh, where you are listening from. So um, if you're tuning in right here in San Antonio, it's the 89.7 station. Of course, we've got 88.5 in Marble Falls. Ninety-one point one there in Fredericksburg, fourteen hundred in Uvalde, and ninety-seven point nine uh, in Kerrville. Five beautiful stations of the uh, South and Central Texas listening area. But those are just five out of the thirty-nine uh, mm-hmm. that we have within the GRN network, uh, and thirty-two of those broadcast in English. Uh, so again, please prayerfully consider calling in your pledge of support or one-time donation. Um, you know, uh, you know, during that week. Again, that's June seventh through the tenth. Um, and, of course, we're going to be on uh, for 12 hours from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, for four consecutive days uh, trying to raise the funds necessary to really just uh, get us through the next, uh, you know, couple yes, you know, next of few course, months. Yeah. Um, yeah. So also happening, I was I was very blessed to have been able to witness, um, you know, Father Michael Coronado's uh, ordination. Uh, so mm, the artist formerly known as Deacon Michael Coronado, you know, was ordained. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, On, you know, in a beautiful, um, you know, ordination mass celebrated by His Excellency Archbishop Gustavo uh, Garcia Sierra, uh, it was wonderful seeing, um, you know, our auxiliary bishops there, you know, uh, Bishop Bullet, Bishop Yannick, uh, Bishop Pfeiffer, uh, was out there, and uh, I tell you, if if you've never experienced this you know i would highly encourage you to uh attend one Uh, of course you know that the notices come out uh weeks and months in advance uh for me this was my very first ordination match too and i got to tell you you know uh there was a couple different instances there you know where where i got a little watery eye Mm -hmm. you know i I did and a couple of those uh, instances um well, first and foremost, you know the entire celebration was just beautiful yes. Uh you know uh father father michael's uh family uh, was in attendance uh, you know there a lot of those you know friends of his that helped guide him along the way uh you know were there uh but to see this young man give his fiat his yes uh to the lord um and of course, in the back of my head, I was really comparing this uh to you know to to like a a person's wedding you know you know a a wedding celebration cuz and that's exactly what it is it's a wedding celebration of this uh, of this you know future priest to the bride you know the church yes. and uh it, it was absolutely uh amazing it was very i mean it was so beautiful to see the fraternity the, the fraternal love uh of the the brother priest you know in there i mean there was probably like 20 25 maybe more mm-hmm. uh you know priests in attendance she had the seminarians there uh and it was really beautiful you know after you know father michael's hands were anointed you know uh you know his brother priests would you know lined up and they would give show their affection, kiss the palms of his hands, the hands that would bring us and will bring yes. us and you know are bringing us uh, you know Christ and his body, blood, soul, and divinity. oh man, it was so it was beautiful. beautiful, yeah, it was certainly beautiful and don't don 't look at my eyes I might get a little water out now. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Sean. no, gotcha. but it was beautiful uh, again and and being named a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek.
1: Yes, amen. Oh,
0: wow. Uh, and of course, also... I had the pleasure of, uh, you know, being out at St. Anne Catholic Church in Lavernia, um, you know, given my, you know, pulpit announcement, you know, Father yes. uh, Johnson Lay, uh, of course, our guest today uh, was kind enough to allow me to go out there and raise awareness of this wonderful Catholic radio apostolate. So it was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure when I have a chance to talk about, you know, the wonderful work uh, that the Guadalupe Radio Network does. Uh, I am a product of, uh, you know, of, of the programming. I, I just, I learn every day, um, you know, from, from what I listen to. Uh, I've been a listener since '07, uh, of course, uh, and now I get to, you know, you know, basically, you know, oversee the operations nice. of the, uh, you know, the five South and Central Texas stations. So, um, you know, that's all I had going on with <laughs> you, Alex. You know, anything in particular?
1: Yes. Uh, well, we did have just a normal weekend, so we stayed in, you know, did normal family stuff, and uh-huh. it was very relaxing. And oh, uh, well, that's always like. The best (laughs) for me. I mean, it's nice to go out and do stuff. But sometimes when you're just, you know, at home enjoying the kids and just doing family stuff is, you know, is the best. No, you're right. And
0: you picked a great day to to. Kind of just hanging out at the house because yes. Saturday it was hot.
1: Yes. Oh my it goodness, was. it was hot. It was. Uh, and
0: I tell you what, if you're uh, into you know uh, you know doing outdoor activities or whatnot, make sure you stay hydrated. Um, and you know with just a couple of minutes left before we go to our first break, I do want to make mention of just a couple of things. Uh, the St. Matthew Knights of Columbus Council 8065 uh, is doing a fundraiser raffle. Um, this is grill, guns, and grub charity Mm -hmm. raffle um so there's various prizes um you know that that you you have the opportunity to to win uh just limited tickets too i mean this is pretty you know this is pretty amazing it must be a popular thing uh for them because they're only selling like 200 tickets that's it Yeah, so 200 tickets. Mm -hmm. I did speak with, uh, with Frank, uh, one of my Axe brothers, uh, you know, who, who's part of this, um, you know, also, and he was saying that they're already almost halfway through. Uh, so the, the drawing isn't going to be until, um, the end of August. Mm -hmm. All right. So again, you don't want to miss out though. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, items up for sale or not for sale, but items up for raffle. Uh, and you can go to St. Matt's. K of C uh, dot org for more information. And lastly, um, I want to make make mention the uh, Holy Spirit Teen Acts uh, Spirit Night. Okay, so again, for on June second, all right, Thursday, June second, all day, uh, the Willie's Grill uh, and Ice House uh, off of San Pedro Road. That's fifteen eight hundred one San Pedro Avenue. Uh, if you go in and you mention, uh, you know, Holy Spirit. Teen Acts at Willie's. Um, they're going to donate fifteen percent of your check uh, to the Holy Spirit Teen Acts. Awesome. Uh, so another great way to not only get a good meal but help a great cause yes. uh, in, in the process. So uh, a lot going on with that. Um, so you know, for more information, you can go to uh, you know to the Church of the Holy Spirit. Um, You know Facebook group Or Facebook page uh, For more information On that And that uh, music means That we're gonna go To our first break Uh, When we come back We're gonna be joined By Father Johnson Lay Parish Administrator Of St. Anne Catholic Church In Lavernia. Don't change the station We will be right back Hi listeners, this is Sean, and I'd like to share with you that this year's Fishers of Men dinner was a success. I'm so grateful for the many sponsors and individual donors that helped to make that happen. I want to especially thank Chavano Family Practice for their tremendous generosity. Because of your charitable support, we can continue keeping our Airwaves Catholic in the South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you again, Chavano Family Practice, and may God continue to abundantly bless you.
2: This is A Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. When you become a parent, you start to realize all the new and scary ways in which you can mess up. So that's one reason we parents need the virtue of courage. It takes courage to not be afraid of the future, to trust that God is with you through the ups and the downs, and that He is with you in this present moment. Choosing to not avoid the hard parts of parenting, Like confronting your teen on difficult issues, or being vulnerable with your spouse, or holding the line with your children when the rest of the world is caving. All of this takes courage. C.S. Lewis memorably said, Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at its testing point. We need this kind of strength in our marriage and family life. The Lord says to us in Deuteronomy, Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is the one who is going with you. He will not desert you or abandon you. Our Lord is with us, so take courage. For more inspiration and encouragement for your family, visit us at messyfamilyminute.org.
0: Hi listeners, the 2022 Summer Shareathon is just around the corner. The theme for this share Shareathon is Eucharistic Revival. Beginning Tuesday, June 7th through Friday, June 10th, we'll be on the air making our appeal for your financial support to help keep the Guadalupe Radio Network on the air in South and Central Texas. Please prayerfully consider calling in at that time to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge of support. Thank you for your generosity, and may the Lord abundantly bless you. And welcome back, folks. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host. Uh, for the program every Monday at noon, um, and if you'd like to, you know, to to see the the live feed, uh, video feed, you can find us, of course, on Facebook and um, at Guadalupe Radio Network. Um, as I mentioned before the break, uh, we're going to be joined by Father Johnson Lay, parish administrator at St. Anne Catholic Church in Lavernia. a beautiful parish, uh, you know, in this, uh, you know, this, this quiet small town in, uh, La Vernia, just east of San Antonio. I've got to know, um, you know, one of the deacons out there, you know, Deacon Mike Genrich, you know, just a wonderful guy, big supporter of what we do, uh, and actually just talking to uh, a lot of the parishioners out there. You know, there's a lot of support for what we do out there, um, and they they absolutely are on fire for their faith. Um, and I think that's evident with you know the the leadership, pastoral leadership, of course, uh, of Father Lay. Um, you know, so without further delay, let me you know welcome Father Johnson Lay to the program. How are you doing tonight, Father? or today, Father? Good, good. How are y'all? <laughs> uh, doing oh, doing well. super. Uh, I'm so glad that you got a chance to you know take time out of your busy day um, to to spend with us. You, you know. Uh, and for those that you know don't know uh, you know who you are, uh, I would like to first uh, you know maybe introduce you to our, our listening audience uh, you know so if you could you know maybe let's start there you know let's talk about um, you know where you're from uh, did you are you originally uh, you know from San Antonio uh, and maybe talk a little bit about. Uh, your you know your your journey of faith uh you know through your family and such uh because in just a couple of weeks uh we're actually going to be celebrating your fourth uh you know anniversary of your priestly ordination right that's right you know so uh you know i think that's beautiful it's been great getting to know you um but i know it, that's a journey in itself uh to get to uh you know the those 4 years uh under your belt you know in the uh, of course eternal priesthood of our lord but yeah if you would maybe uh, introduce yourself to our listeners Yeah, so my name is Father Johnson
3: Leigh, originally born in New Orleans but raised in Dallas and then been here in San Antonio off and on now about 15 years. Um, Grew up here, or actually went to St. Mary's University, uh, Oblix School of Theology for my master's and then now here I am going on, like you said, in a couple weeks. June 2nd is my fourth anniversary to the priesthood. Um, We're going to do something big out at the parish there just for the little celebration to give God thanksgiving, give Him praise and honor for for the things that He have done for me in
0: my own life. And so exciting. Amen to that. You know, and you know, as far as those blessings go those those blessings of of course, you know, had a beginning. You know, had a start. And you know, could you tell us a little bit about you know what you know what your faith you know journey looked like? You know, as you were younger, you know, what was faith? You know, how was the faith practice in your home growing up? So it was. It's. Different
3: from myself. Uh, mom's side of the family are cradle Catholics. Yeah. Uh, dad's side of the family were Buddhists. So dad converted from Buddhism to become Catholic to get married to my mom, <laughs> right? Wow. Um, and so <laughs> that did not happen um, unless, uh, they couldn't get married unless he converted, and that's because of my uncles. And so they kind of threatened him. So like, <laughs> if you want to be with, with, with her, you're going to have to become Catholic. Amen. And so that's what happened. Um, and then so just them spreading the faith to me the yeah. seed of faith and then just going to um catholic school growing up um at sunday school church mm-hmm. i didn't actually go to catholic or private school until university level and so it's a different journey for me but my faith um at least on my mom's side they're they're hardcore catholics yeah mm. um learning my faith through my grandparents, hearing the stories from them, from what they were doing and how they were living in Vietnam. Uh, My grandfather was uh, one of the big tough guys of the church. And my grandmother, uh, I think she had something to do with my uh, vocation calling because she was always in adoration every single day. Wow! Wow. Um, In the morning, they wake up together, pray as a family, and then... Uh, and afternoon after lunch, grandmother would walk to the church, which was a cathedral, in walking distance. And so she stayed in adoration for a couple hours, and then came home, cooked dinner, and then that was her life. And so it was that example right there. Amen.
1: Wow, now, that's, that's so beautiful, and it's just a testimony about how um, the domestic church does work when you practice your faith. Yeah, and you know sometimes it's it's not so obvious. Um, that the things are going to turn out this way. Um, it, it, did you have any like doubt, doubts along the way? Because you mentioned that you weren't raised like in Catholic high school or middle school and things like that until you went into college, right?
3: Oh yeah, so definitely, of course, I had doubts. I mean, I had uh, I would question: Is God real? Right? Yes. Is, is He here right now? Uh, especially in the trials and tribulations, and just wondering what's going on. Like, yeah, there were yes. doubts, and how can my grandparents, or even mom or mom's side of family, why are they so devoted? Yeah, right? Ah, yeah. And then yet at these moments and times, it's like, well, where is he?" Sure, Which are questions all of us have, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But
3: there has to be something there that shows them, or at least showed me there must be something there
0: because otherwise why are they so devoted right
1: right
0: you know i want to ask you too because uh you were talking about you know your parents and then you know your your grandparents you know as well uh now you're a vietnamese uh you know descent um were your grandparents from vietnam or were they you know did they grow up here in the united states or how did that you know kind of work out so they're they're Vietnamese.
3: Uh, they're over there. Um, unfortunately, they passed away already. Okay. All four of my grandparents. Um, and so I I got to meet them twice or three times sure. in throughout my whole life because um, from being over here going over there it's it's a pretty long journey. And then yeah. once we do go over there, we usually spend an extended time over there, right? Yeah. And so uh, growing up Vietnamese American, learning different culture. From two different cultures, right? right. Um, because mom and dad came over because okay. after the war, yeah, and then they met over here. Oh, and okay. so okay. if it wasn't because of the war, yeah, I wouldn't be here today, right? Yeah. So by God's mm-hmm. providence, um, that happened, and so having to learn the Vietnamese culture, and the American culture, and trying to melt that was also very difficult. Right, mom, dad didn't really know English well, yeah. and so they were always coming to me, who went to school uh, for English, yeah. and having to explain everything. And sometimes look at them like, I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> right? I have no clue.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just a quick question, because um, I'm, I'm a bit ignorant <laughs> about this, but um, in Vietnam, what is the is Catholicism is not the predominant. No. Religion or Christianity as a whole is not.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, what is it exactly? So Catholicism, I would say maybe about 8%, 10%. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. But if you go over there, you will see churches on every corner of the yeah. street. Um. And you think Catholicism is predominant, but... In reality, it isn't. It's about eight percent, ten percent. The major religion is either Buddhism okay. or um,
0: what's called ancestral worship. Sure, right? Uh-huh, that's, sure. That's a major religion over oh, there.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you know, I, I would think. ask
0: you, Father, because uh, I find it real interesting in uh, in, in prior conversations that you and if I had, um, I want you know I've, I've asked you. So when I think of Vietnam, of course. I don't think you know Catholicism. When I think of you know some other countries in Southeast Asia, other than the uh, you know the exception of the Philippines, maybe I I don't think of uh, Catholicism as a uh, you know as a uh, heavily practiced uh, religion. How would you? Has your mom ever um, you know kind of shared with you how the faith you know kind of um, you know kind of formed her or how that faith began uh, and with whom maybe?
3: Um from the stories that mom had told me it was uh in the time that she was growing up the bishop was the one who confirmed her was actually archbishop Win van Twedt which was the late cardinal that passed away and he's a famous cardinal he's a servant of god right now yeah. on his way to uh to sainthood yeah. um wow. he was in prison for about 13 years confinement because of the government sure but during that time her religious education were in um, isolation or hidden yeah. for, they were hiding mm-hmm. right. and so they were going to the, people's houses or at night it's like an underground church exactly wow. exactly um, and even until now with the government being communist um, they're still trying to regulate religion over there so yeah. really no mass gathering um, at big times or at certain times. Make sure that so many people can get ordained a year. Wow. Um, so it's it's interesting of what's going on with the faith, with religion, with uh, Catholicism. And just hearing stories of what happened. Um, when mom came over as a refugee, uh, they fled on a boat. Okay? And so during the night, they would come together, the people who are on these boats, and they had different religion, different faith backgrounds. And so they would gather to pray whatever uh, it was for the Buddhists and for ancestral worship. And then all together, they would also pray the rosary. Wow! And mm-hmm. so that kept their faith going Amen. throughout this journey of the uh, refugee yeah. um, escaping the country. Right. And so regardless of what background you were at or what you had, you were kind of dived into other people's background and faith, belief, and uh, I think that helped her in her journey as well. And um, that helped my family, helped me
0: growing up. Amen. Um, I would ask you too, in, in growing up, uh, were there devotions that were practiced as a family father? We would uh, come together, we would pray
3: together um, with um, the rosary, the mass, you know, things like that, as well as... Um, because dad came from the buddhist side and so we kind of kept some of those traditions <laughs> right to yeah. uh, honor our parents our grandparents yeah. honored our ancestors um, in in that sense um, not to take away from the Catholicism or God because in Catholicism we still honor our, yeah. our loved ones right and That's so right. we just incorporate that into our faith um, and so we grew up with with doing that on special holidays and um coming to pray with them every morning yeah. the communion of saints right amen so. amen yeah what
1: was it oh, i'm sorry just no, a, a quick now. question um what was it difficult for your dad to i mean i know he converted to marry your mom but was it difficult for him to get immersed into the faith initially uh
3: Initially, yes. How about still is? Oh. <laughs> um, especially now as yeah. a priest, oh, wow, um, it, it's even much more on him because some of the things he just, for him being taught yes. the faith, they kind of just threw him into the yeah. fire and then yes. with the wolves and it's like, okay, what's going on? What's happening? I have no clue. Yeah. Um, the prayers, he knows the prayers, sure. but he doesn't really know the prayers, right? Sure. so gotcha, he yes. uh, watches us and coffees us and. Um, but even now as a priest, when at the ordination people were going up to him congratulating him yeah. like, you know, congratulations, yeah. you know, yeah. you must be so proud. Proud of what? The <laughs> 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 and then he would also even mention saying, you know, Just because everybody calls you father, I'm not calling you father because I'm your father. It's it's just weird for him, you
0: know. And so even now, it's funny funny, uh, just to see his faith. Amen. Well, that music means uh, that we're going to take our second break. Uh, Of course, um, when we come back, we're going to start a conversation about, you know, Our our Lady of La Vang. Uh, So don't change the station. Uh, You're going to enjoy this conversation. We'll be right back.
2: Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. According to 1 Corinthians 11, receiving communion in an unworthy manner can result in sickness and or death. If communion is simply wafer and juice as opposed to body and blood, isn't the possibility of sickness and or death seem just a little over the top? So here's your three friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. First off, in the Bread of Life discourse, Jesus says, quote, He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me and I in him. Note, says Said, drink my blood not your wine or your grape juice well no commentary needed there secondly you gonna walk the disciples did not walk away from jesus over a symbolic teaching of body and blood or that feeding on christ is feeding on the bible no 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 and thirdly a pesky comeback would be good when you're asked hey have you received christ your answer is yes every sunday at mass that's how i know objectively that christ is in me This is Jesuit Father Robert McTague, host of The Catholic Current, where we bring Christ to the world and the world to Christ. We look at current events through the eyes of faith. I hope you'll join us each Monday and Friday for guests and topics you can't afford to miss. That's The Catholic Current, heard Monday and Friday right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern.
0: And welcome back, folks. This is in His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the live and local program every Monday at noon. Um, I'd invite you to, you know, as I mentioned earlier, tune into the Facebook, uh, you know, uh, live video feed. Um, please like and share, um, and, and of course, you know, tell everybody about us and yes, help uh-huh. us grow. Uh, you know, our, yeah. uh, our our little our, our little our, Little, you know, humble followings. <laughs> you know, it, it is fun to to be here to get a chance to highlight the the different people, the different ministries and parishes uh, within the archdiocese. Uh, and so it's a, a it's a real pleasure uh, to have our guest on today, Father Johnson Lay, uh, Parish Administrator of. Uh, Saint Anne Catholic Church in Lavernia. And of course, when we went to break, he was sharing a wonderful story uh, about his upbringing in the faith, about his parents uh, and such. And in this segment, we're going to have the opportunity to uh, learn uh more about you know one of the titles of our blessed mother our lady of lavang mm-hmm. uh you know one of the lesser known uh you know titles uh but one that uh, is very prominent uh in the vietnamese culture mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be on to discuss that but just to kind of lay the groundwork for it, uh for her you know so our lady of lavang these were uh, concerning um Apparitions in in the late 18th century. uh, We're talking about 1798. uh, You know, many Christians uh, basically took refuge in the jungle near Quang Tri, a village in central Vietnam, uh, where they prepared themselves for martyrdom. All right. Many people died from the bitter cold, uh, lurking wild beasts. I mean, jungle sickness and on and on starvation. Uh, and at night, you know, they, they'd gather in small groups to pray the rosary. Unexpectedly, uh, uh at night, you know, um, they were visited, uh, by, uh, an apparition of our blessed mother in a long cape holding the child Jesus in her arms, uh, and with two angels at her side. Uh, she comforted them and told them, uh, to boil leaves, um, you know, from the surrounding trees to use as medicine, and uh, told them that um, you know that you know to to stay constant, uh, and that their prayers would be answered. So I think this is going to be a wonderful uh, you know conversation. And again, in this month of Mary, where we celebrate our Blessed Mother, um, you know what better time to uh, than to get this introduction to her. So uh, again, not to steal the thunder of your conversation with this uh, you know Father Johnson, uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about you know Our Lady of Lavaine. Um, Let's start off with a prayer to her,
3: shall we? Yes. Holy Mary, Holy Mother of Love, Mother of God, and our most loving Mother, pour out your abundant blessings upon your children who earnestly implore you. Give us a heart of compassion and charity to build a culture of love and life. Help us to live lives of virtue and hope so that we may enjoy eternal life and the happiness of the Trinity with you for all eternity. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Well, you know, uh, so if you would, Father, share with us again, you know, the, the history of Our Lady of Lavain.
3: I think you did it for me already. So there's really not much to say, right? <laughs> <it>. Thanks, <John. laughs> so which was mentioned um, in the late 18th century during the emperor of Canton, uh, he was at that time were kind of persecuting Christianity catholicism which was the main religion for christianity at that time and so he was going around having people soldiers uh tear down the churches um just everything just getting rid of catholicism christianity itself killing people for that Mm -hmm. for the faith um the faith was actually brought in by missionaries jesuits um, Dominicans from Portugal or the Spanish. Um, they're the one that came in and kind of taught the faith. And that's how they started growing in the faith, learning about the devotions to Mary through the rosary, um, just the Holy Trinity, the Blessed Sacrament, things like that. But in during that time, during that emperor, yes. uh, he started to say, Nope, this is not it. We have a religion already. We have a faith. Let's continue with that faith. And so Catholicism, Christianity, going to be wiped out oh wow and so during that time um um the people were fleeing for their lives because they were dying and so here they were in um central vietnam uh Hue was the imperial uh imperial capital and then outside of Hue, about maybe 60 kilometers which uh was the province of Chi uh which is the in the forest and the, so people were just fleeing there mm-hmm. hiding in the forest like sean said um, from the the people, from the soldiers, from the um the attacks of the animals, the beasts, and as was said um they came together every night and started praying and when they started to pray, the rosary um they gathered every night during the day they hid they mm-hmm. they they fled right, but they always gathered together in small groups and then one night, our lady decided to appear um in her The traditional garb that the Vietnamese women would wear, uh, called ao yai, uh, which means long dress, literally. And statue here, you can see that, um, with the infant and two angels surrounding her and kind of assured them and told them, you know, do not be afraid. I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to help you. Uh, Just listen to my words, follow my son Jesus, and we will get through this together. With the leaves around with, from the tree, just take that, boil that, and that becomes medicine, right?
0: Yeah.
3: Um, to me, that's a beautiful story. They hid there for about three years. So in 1802 is when they, they finally left. And when they went back, they started spreading this news of there's this lady that appeared with a child, yeah. which they attribute that to our mother. Yeah. Um, and then from there, they, they, they came back and said, we need to build a church here. This um, something holy, something um, supernatural happened. Let's build a church. Let's come here. Let's give her honor. Let's give her um, um, glory uh, to God for this place that kept us safe. And then from that moment on, uh, the people have been coming.
0: And wow, you know, that was, you know, 1798 that was you know over 200 years ago right uh and the devotion to our lady of lavang still you know still exists you know as i mentioned earlier especially uh, among the 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 people of uh vietnam and uh you know the those of vietnam uh vietnamese uh heritage uh let me ask you father um you know how did how how did the, you know, maybe her appearance uh, in, like you said, her traditional garb, uh, you know, similar to Our Lady of Guadalupe, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, symbolism in the signs and such. Uh, was anything attributed to her like that in her in her dress and appearance to the people? In their dress, it just shows her that she was one of us. Sure. And I wanted to
3: compare that. Our Lady of Guadalupe for the Mexicans, the Hispanics. Yeah. Uh, Our Lady of Levant for the Vietnamese. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Catholic and you're Vietnamese, you will always find Our Lady Laval really? in wow. the house, no matter where you go. Yeah. Um, if you didn't, you're not a true Vietnamese Catholic, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and it, it just shows how beautiful that is because unlike, our, not to say anything bad about Our Lady Fatima or Our Lady Lords, but usually that's from European, right? Sure. Uh, the, uh, yes. Your Europe country. European, yeah. And so with Our Lady Guadalupe, Our Lady Levan, it kind of speaks to our culture, sure. our heritage, yeah. and not only that, but Our Lady appeared directly to the people in the specific garbs and also speaking the language. Yeah. And it just shows how close she was to us, um, Vietnamese and to the Mexicans. And... I, I don't know. For me, it's 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 beautiful yeah. just to see that yes. because the garb that she wears kind of show her uh, her elegance, yeah. her in a sense royalty, yeah. um, and then the crown on oh. her head kind of shows her, you know, queen of heaven, right? Right.
0: right. And it's uh, it's so fascinating, and you, we've discussed this before, but how Our Lady appears, uh, you know, to her people, uh, where they they can really um, you know feel one with her. You know she is one with her people uh, and she leads us all uh, to Christ and uh, it really just shows the um, her her motherhood for all all people, you know, and it is beautiful. Um, And when we're, when I'm looking at the statue right here in front of you, if you're uh, tuning in and watching us uh, live on Facebook, you're going to see this beautiful statue that Father's uh, uh, brought in. I don't know if he plans on leaving it behind, but it'd be great if he did. (laughs) Not a chance. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, this beautiful, uh, you know, statue of Our Lady of Lavang holding uh, the the Christ child. uh, It's just tremendous. Uh, Let me ask you, Father, so, um, Our Lady of La Vang, I was I, I've read you know in, in places where you know outside um, you know of, of Vietnam itself. Where is the largest uh, community of Vietnamese Catholics? The largest
3: uh, community in the world uh, would be in California, in Orange County. Orange County, wow. in California, County, California. United States. Yep, that's right. Wow. I want to say maybe the outside of Orange County, California, probably Texas. Yeah. Texas would have the most over here as well.
0: And what is uh are you familiar with um our, the Our Lady of Lavang, um, you know, shrine that they've got out there or statue that they've got? Could you talk to us a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, so the the shrine in, in California in Orange County, it's at Christ Cathedral. They literally just had a dedication mass not too long ago, I believe in October. Okay. Um, And it's a gathering just to show the importance of how the Vietnamese people are for the Orange County over there for California, but also just show the importance of Our Lady in in the culture. Amen. Um, And with that in mind, we're also building a shrine here in San Antonio. Um, And it's going to be a big shrine. Uh, we just got the statue not too long ago—a marble statue from Vietnam itself. Wow! Uh, she, from Vietnam, from Vietnam uh, one uh, one block of marble that's been scar- carved out, sculptured um, in the statue. I want to say that she's going to be, or she is actually, 15 feet tall. Wow! That's um, marble weighs 12 ton. <laughs> oh, man. right. That's just the statue itself. Yeah. Um, and the shrine's going to be built probably. Uh, they're saying the height is anywhere from 22 to 30 feet tall. The whole shrine itself um, that's going to be dedicated to Our Lady of La um, which is going to be, we're hoping to be a pilgrimage site for for all of San Antonio. Yeah. Because we're going to have it in um, the plaque with the history of it in English, Spanish, and Vietnamese. Wow, wow So people that's can awesome. come and pray.
0: Amen.
1: That is awesome. Yeah, so um, like, uh, I'm looking at the statue right there that you brought with you. Um, and I noticed that she's wearing the blue. The, how we're used to seeing Our Lady in the blue, and I think it's it's really wonderful. And uh, and I you know I can't wait to see that statue once it's 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 ready. It's going to be really nice. I'll take my family and uh, to go see it. And I think it's really awesome how Our Lady, like throughout history, doesn't just appear. I mean, she does just appear on her own, but she also appears with the Child Jesus, and that's so always sig-
2: right. Yes, that, yeah. that's
1: so significant, and. Um, and I, I think it's um, I think it, it it's just Our Lady telling us that she's bringing her son to us, and, and to remind us of that always. Um, my my question to you um, is: so, in images of Jesus, right? Like um, in in Vietnam, or or where there's a, a high concentration of Vietnamese Catholics. Do are there images of Jesus in in um, appearing to be like Vietnamese? Not not usually. Not usually.
3: Uh, he's always seen as the European Jewish yes. uh, looking Jesus that we all know. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> <And> we're gonna
0: <laughs> put a pause on that thought, and we'll continue on the other side of this break. Don't change the station. We'll be right back. This is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th, and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. This is Dale Alquist
2: with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed that the world associates fanaticism with religion? But G.K. Chesterton says that the strangest fanaticism that fills our time is the fanatical hatred of morality, especially of Christian morality. It is the irreligious who are fanatical in their hatred of religion, They hate religion because religion is the only basis for morality. They hate morality because it is clear. And they prefer things to be vague. Vague to the point where they can call wrongs rights. But we cannot call something a right when it defies God's laws. We can only call it a sin because all rights come from God. And God is not going to break his own laws. Neither should we. Want more than a minute? Visit our website
0: chesterton.org. Hi listeners, the 2022 Summer Shareathon is just around the corner. The theme for this year's is Eucharistic Revival. Beginning Tuesday, June 7th through Friday, June 10th, we'll be on the air making our appeal for your financial support to help keep the Guadalupe Radio Network on the air in South and Central Texas. Please prayerfully consider calling in at that time to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge of support. Thank you for your generosity, and may the Lord abundantly bless you. And welcome back, listeners. Uh, If you've been tuning in, uh, we've been having this wonderful conversation with Father Johnson Lay. Parish administrator at Saint Anne Catholic Church in Lavernia, real fascinating, uh, you know, discussion regarding Our Lady of Lavang. Um, you know, Lavang is in Vietnam uh, to learn. So to to even hear more about uh, the devotion to Our Blessed Mother across, you know, uh, even you know, different cultures is always, uh, you know, awesome for me. And I'm sure you you yes, find it the for same, sure. right? Um, and of course, you know what I, I want to discuss now. Um, in, in talking about, um, you know, in carrying forward the, the conversation, uh, I want to ask Father, uh, you know, Father Lay, you know, regarding the, you know, the apparitions and such, uh, this isn't like, uh, a Vatican approved apparition or anything like that, but, um, it's different with Our Lady of Lavang, uh, because we've even had saints and, uh, you know, Pope, you know, Saint Pope John Paul II, um, you know, encourage devotion, uh, to Our Lady of Lavang. Could you speak to that a little
3: bit? right and so the reason why it's uh at least in my opinion and just the research and and looking all that was because well when uh apparition happens they do an investigation and Mm -hmm. usually they would speak to people and usually you would find records or things like that that that's left behind so you can actually see and and that's been evidence and documented but unfortunately because of the government at that time uh they hated christianity right so they they threw away and burned and and tossed and whatnot of all the evidence, yeah. and so really the tradition is through you know being handed down by word. Yeah. And because of that, um, they're they're not sure what's happening, but you can tell that there's something is just sure. because of the devotion and, um, the devoutness of the people mm-hmm. uh, to Our Lady. Um, and so in June 19 of 1998, yeah, um, Saint Pope John Paul II. You know, publicly recognize Our Lady of Lavan, even though it's not a Vatican-approved apparition. But he himself said, you know, you should um, think about that, pray to her. You know, don't be afraid of uh, of this uh, apparition. Right. Um, And in the place that the 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 apparition took place, there's the church. And in that time of the wars, it got torn down. It, um, you know, it got affected. And so Pope was like. Rebuild it, yeah, rebuild it yes. for the people, right, so that they can come and have a place of honor for our lady and to pray to God, right, and so I believe that um, it's a beautiful thing because it was also in commemoration of the two hundredth anniversary yeah. mm-hmm. of the first visit of yeah.
0: our lady. Yeah, and to to follow, you know, to kind of, you know, piggyback on what you're talking about, uh, the letter of His Holiness, uh, you know, uh, Pope St. John Paul II uh, to Cardinal Paul Joseph Pham Dinh Tung, uh, Archbishop at the time in 1998 of Hanoi uh, and President of the Episcopal Conference of Vietnam. Um, In his letter, uh, you know, uh, St. John Paul II says, I hope that the faithful who will come, Uh, To pray to Our Lady of Lavang at her shrine during this Jubilee year, and those who will invoke her in other places will find a new apostolic impetus uh, for their Christian life and receive comfort and strength to face life's trials. Amen. Uh, And of course, You've got St. John Paul II, you know, encouraging, uh, devotion, uh, you know, to, uh, Our Lady of, of La Vang. So, uh, I think it's, uh, it's very interesting to, to learn more, uh, about her. Um, and I guess I, I would ask you, because I know we've got just a few minutes, uh, left, uh, what would you encourage, uh, the, the lay faithful, you know, here, uh, you know, locally, um, you know, where can they turn, uh, you know, for maybe more resources on Our Lady of La Uh Where is, you know, the shrine going to be located uh, for Our Lady of Lavang? Can you speak to that, Father?
3: Yeah, so definitely. Uh, before I touch on that, I yep. just want to go back in regards, you know, Our Lady appears to different places, and so that's yeah. where you get the titles. And so, yeah. uh, like Our Lady yeah. of Lords, Our Lady of Fatima, Guadalupe. In this case, Lavang. Lavang is the name of the trees that were in that forest. It's one name, but it's also a play on words because uh, Vietnamese words can have five, six different meanings. Sure, And one of the play on the words means lavang, meaning like an outcry. And so oh. Mary heard this outcry of oh. the people And yeah. came to save her And wow, so um, th- we always hear different um, For us uh, the origin of the name Yeah, And that's how for that uh, For us right Yeah.
1: And
3: so the shrine in San Antonio It's going to be built on the site Of Vietnamese Martyrs Catholic Church off of uh, Santa Gertrudis, okay, um, in San Antonio here. It's really literally down the street from St Helena's Catholic Church. If you know it's where that is, it's literally down the street from my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. So you have no reason <laughs> right. why you shouldn't <laughs> be visiting, right? Um, and so again, this place is going to be built. Uh, We're hoping, possibly, by late October, November would be the dedication of it of this year, of this year, of that's this year. Awesome. And so it's going to be. Um, for me, I've seen the pictures of it, of what the shrine looks like. Yeah, In the backdrop of Our Lady behind the statue, it's going to be a replica of the bell tower of the original basilica in Vietnam. Wow. And so there's going to be a real bell back there. Um, it's going to be a big platform so that we can have an outdoor mass, sure. um, outdoor entertainment when the time comes as well. And so it's just going to be, one, a place of gathering, right? A gathering place to honor God, to give him glory but also to
0: remember Our Lady as well. Amen, let me ask you, Father, um, do you celebrate Mass out there also? Because I know you're, you're very multi-talented, but you're also multilinguistic, right? So <laughs> I you try celebrate- to. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you celebrate Mass in, in, the v- in, in the Vietnamese language as well? Right, so from oh, wow. time to wow. time, I'll go out
3: there. Father would ask me if I can help him out there. Um, I'm very um, pretty much involved with the youth out there as sure. well. And so Father would try to get me out there to celebrate the Mass. And not only that, but since I've been in San Antonio, it's kind of like my home parish here in town. Yeah. And so they
0: take good care of me. And so I thought I should take good care of them as well. Amen. Well, you know, uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left. And before the music cuts us off, yes. uh, of course, you know, would you? Well, before we get to that, I want to first, um, you know, ask, is there, you know, what things are going on at your, uh, you know, parish, uh, you know, in Lavernia at St. Anne, anything that you'd like to, to make uh, known yeah, uh, going on out there? Definitely. So there are actually
3: quite a few things coming up. Um, June 2nd, obviously, is my anniversary. Amen. So everybody's yes. welcome. Going to come out to celebrate, uh, to give God honor and glory for my word nation. Um, But June 4th, we're going to have a benefit dinner for the youth ministry. It's the first of its kind, hopefully, to uh, have one big fundraiser for the youth ministry program there. And then in October, the first Sunday of October every year, it's our fall festival. And so it's our biggest
0: fundraiser of the year for the parish itself. Great. Well, hopefully uh, we can be out there to, uh, you know, maybe do a live remote from there. I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) I I have to ask you. Hopefully we have the uh, open invitation, Father. Of course are always (laughs) open. (laughs) That is great. And before, uh, you know, we go, uh, would you impart God's blessing upon us, Father? Definitely. May the Lord send on
3: his angels to protect you, surround you, and be with you. May our mother Mary wrap you in her mantle of love. May the Lord bless you, protect you, and keep you safe. In the name of the Father, and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
0: Okay. Amen. Amen. You know, Father Johnson, thank you so much uh, for your time today uh, and sharing of your time uh, and you know telling us more uh, about Our Lady of, of Lavang. Hopefully, uh, you know everyone out there tuning in uh, found this conversation very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, again if you've got you know maybe a, a title of uh you know our blessed mother that that you'd like to to, to talk about uh if you want to you know maybe talk to to your parish priest uh, about you know coming on to to discuss you know some of their devotions you know i'd encourage you to do that again my email address is s h a u n at g r n online uh dot com uh you know alex what what are your thoughts on today's uh you know conversation
1: yeah you know it, it it's amazing because even in in recent times there's several um you know, Asian Catholics that are being persecuted. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to um, ask for intercession from Our Lady of Levant to help protect them and guard them and further the church in in Asian countries where it's not predominant. Amen. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I want to thank you. Thank you, Father Leigh. Uh, for coming in and spending some time with us today. And we will certainly be praying for you as you continue to serve and minister to God's people. And um, thank you, listeners, for joining us today. And we hope you enjoyed the conversation. You can always listen again by subscribing to the In His Vineyard podcast.
0: Amen. Uh, again, folks, uh, this is uh, In His Vineyard. You can hear us every Monday at noon. So until next time, may we all continue to labor with love. Joy and zeal in our hearts in his vineyard. God bless all of you. God
1: bless you.
2: Canyon springs golf course
0: friday june 3rd go golfing with great friends enjoy fun and food shotgun start is at 8 a.m this will be a tournament to remember and all proceeds will benefit holy spirit catholic church for more information visit the website holyspiritgolf
3: tournament.org
2: or call the parish office at 210-341-1395 Hi, this is Donnie Walker with Donnie Walker Real Estate, powered by Keller Williams City View, proud supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Through the intercession of the patron saint of real estate, St. Joseph, we strive to follow his example on how we take care of our clients. For more information, please consider calling us at 210-378-0878. 210-378-0878. Thank you and God bless you. And St. Joseph, pray for us.
3: I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me.
2: I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. No, I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with.
3: You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home, but if you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there.
2: We are enslaved to
0: power or to greed or to wealth. Or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home.
2: Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today.
1: All Catholic, all the time. This
2: is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is 89.7 FM KJMA Radio, Floresville, San Antonio. Also online at grnonline.com. We don't mess with the truth. Hear it. Love it. Live it.